So the first important thing this week, uh, what I wanted to look at, uh, there's a few things that are happening this week that are kind of uh, interesting. First of all, we have, like we said, a stellium that is going to be happening in Pisces. Uh, that's happening throughout this week. We also have a pretty exciting thing. Mercury and Neptune are going to come together. Neptune is the communicator from inside out, much more related to intuition, to gut feelings. Those energies uh, are pretty strong with Neptune. Neptune is the channeler in a sense, the medium, the intuit. And Mercury is everything that has to do with communication that has a connection to logic, to words. So when those two comes to, to come together, and it happens about once a year, but it doesn't always happen when it's in Pisces, which is a place where Mercury does not feel comfortable. He's actually fallen, but Neptune feels great because it's his own sign. We have in that conjunction the ability to communicate verbally things that we feel inside, or it is a link between your imagination and logic, words, communication, networking. So that's going to happen to us this week, and especially messages, Mercury, that comes from dreams, Neptune. Insight, Mercury, that comes from your meditation, Neptune. Or if you can do something that has to do with communication, Mercury, that has to do with movement, dance, Neptune. So you're realizing that basically what we have to do is try to put together these archetypes, the archetype that has to do with logic and reason and the archetype that has to do with intuition, mysticism, gut feelings. So these are the main things that are happening this week. Right now at the beginning of the week, we have a little bit of a square between Venus and Saturn, which is not very comfortable um, in a social level. Maybe that's why I can get the Instagram going. It's also not very comfortable in relationships. People who are older than you, you can cause a little bit more difficulties. Relationship from the past might surface and challenge you. A square always represents actions that we would rather not take. Uh, the same way that to square off with somebody means to fight. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. For example, we talked about it here, the power of the name. Israel has in its name the that angle, that straight angle, that um, square, you can say. Isra basically means a straight line or a going directly someplace and therefore having to confront it. It's almost like head on going against something. But going against something also when we talk about I wrestled with that issue doesn't necessarily mean that you and the issue are enemies. It just means that you are tight, closed uh, connection that are trying to figure each other out. I like to look at it more like rolling in jiu-jitsu. It's not necessarily a fight uh, for the death. It's basically a training in a way. So a straight or a square uh, connection between two planets basically talks that they're trying to understand each other, but they're arguing about it. They're, they're a little bit uh, in a heated conversation. So a square between two planets is not necessarily bad. It is a call to action, and the action is in the investigation, a deeper investigation of the two planets and what they can do uh, together. You know, it's not a conjunction when they mix into each other and they go hand in hand. It's not an opposition where they're basically either making love or fighting. It's a square, which basically talks about a pretty intense investigation of each other's energies and qualities 
and in what way can we work together even though we're not in a very easy uh, position to do that so venus beauty art design finance relationships social activities justice fairness is squaring with saturn which represents karma challenges difficulties so that's guiding us uh, this week another thing that um we have this year uh, this week is um uh, the new moon that's going to happen next Sunday. So the new moon is going to be in Pisces. That's why I told you that towards the end of the week when the moon is moving into Pisces, we're going to have 50% of the chart in Pisces. And if we wait one more day on Monday, we're going to have also next Monday Venus moving into Pisces for three or four weeks, which is the best time for Venus because Venus in Pisces is exalted. So that's going to be great. We might even catch a little bit of a time where the sun is going to be exalted after March 20th and Venus is going to be exalted. So we're going to have two planets exalted and Mercury by then is not going to be fallen. So that's going to be a pretty uh, good time. I think it's towards the end of March that you can achieve more things. But this week, mainly the issue is that square between Venus and Saturn, which causes some of our relationship to feel a little bit off. Um, the Neptune and Mercury conjunction, which is really good for channeling, for intuition, for working with your imagination, getting connection to your dreams and getting insights and a lot of healing. And uh, the Mars. Yeah. And then again, we have uh, uh, the new moon. Yeah, I mentioned the new moon. So these are the main important things this week. If we look at today, March 3rd, uh, the moon is in Sagittarius and she's on top of Minerva, the goddess of wisdom. So that gives us quite a lot of wisdom today. So if you have any big issues that you need resolution, maybe look for signs. One of the things that I wanted to talk about also is synchronicities, because I've noticed that with synchronicities, you can be very receptive and passive and basically wait for them to happen. Or you can go and either hunt for them or encourage them. What I mean is that let's say you had an interesting coincidence or synchronicity with, um, I don't know, um, a pine tree. Okay, so now it will be very important for you to try to encourage searching, looking for, listening for anything to do with pine trees, you know, whether it's a furniture that is made of pine tree or a meeting with uh, someone that could be in a park where there are some pine trees or figuring out what pine trees represent. For example, it's related to Mars. So then looking for synchronicities and coincidences that have to do with Mars. I've tested it quite a lot. I think we did one uh, segment here about the Toy Story, the thing that I had with horses. Uh, it started off with um, me going to, where was it, uh, Hong Kong. And I remember I was going there during an eclipse. And at that time, the eclipse was in Sagittarius and Gemini. And I remember that the Sabian symbol was a chubby kid on a rocking chair, a rocking horse toy or a rocking horse thingy so and then i said okay that's kind of weird but then one thing led to another i think we talked about it here that i was in hong kong and actually found the a uh, rocking horse that i had when i was a three-year-old four-year-old in a store there that when i used to live in vancouver long story but one thing led to another and then i've realized this new this eclipse in sagittarius which is basically sagittarius is a centaur half horse half human led me to uh, to connect to my rocking uh, uh, horse 
toy that led later on in Bulgaria to be uh, shooting a video with a random horse uh, ride uh, that led me even to England with another synchronicity with horses. So it was from Hong Kong to London, one synchronicity after the other that had to do with horses and my early childhood. So what happened was that it began with a certain coincidence. And then what happened is things started leading from one thing to the other getting to the point where I started looking for these synchronicities that have two horses. And if people ask me any question about horses, I said yes, even though one of the things that I was asked is to ride a horse that um, apparently bucks everybody that goes on top of him. And of course, I thought about Christopher Reeve at that time, Superman. Uh, but I did follow the synchronicity. So the idea is that with synchronicities, when they start coming, especially in like a, in story mode, when they start coming one after the other, try to encourage those synchronicities by looking what the theme is and in what way can I actively search for that archetype to bring it even stronger into my life, to bring it even more into my day-to-day -day, uh, practical activities. So... That's part of it. And especially when we're talking about Neptune and uh, Mercury conjuncting together this week, this is a great time to do this kind of work. Let me just uh, close the, this for a second because what I'm doing is I'm trying to record for the Instagram the, our predictions for the next week. So anyway, we talked about today, Sunday, the moon is on top of uh, Minerva. Maybe she reminded me about that synchronicity because the moon is in Sagittarius, the half horse, half human. The only thing about today is, is not only do we have this square between uh, Saturn and um, uh, Venus, we also have something of the uh, moon being a little bit more intense with, um, um, with Saturn. Yeah. So the moon and Saturn, the moon and the sun are squaring this week. So that makes it a little bit more uh, challenging in a way. What it basically talks about is a feeling of lack of satisfaction, a feeling of being a little bit more down. So we're talking today about um, this week, let's say, guided by that. Uh, the moon squaring the sun is just today. It's just a lack of satisfaction. Um, but we have Venus and Uranus squaring. So Venus and Uranus squaring is kind of a big deal. Uh, again, this happens, I think we talked about it last week, that, um, uh, yeah, I'm talking about Venus and, um, uh, Venus and Uranus. Sorry, yeah. So Venus and Uranus are squaring. Venus and uh, Saturn are totally fine. Venus and Uranus are squaring. That squaring is today. Today is like the peak of it. And again, just to make it a little bit more clear, Uranus is the planet of unpredictable, strange, crazy, wild energy moving in uh, all over the uh, the chart. Uh, let me answer that person. Yeah. Uh, so what we have, uh, again, if we start today, March 3rd on a Sunday, we have a few things. First of all, remember from last week, we talked about the sun being on top of Saturn uh, being on top of Mercury, we had that stellium happening in uh, in uh, Pisces. That was extra responsibility, a little bit more heavy. Now the sun passed away. The sun is going to be touching Mercury this week, which is actually great. Uh, right, right at the time that Mercury and Neptune are conjuncting. So that's actually pretty interesting. We'll talk about it in a second. 
But the biggest thing is, like we said, Venus, 19 degrees Aquarius, Uranus, 19 degrees Aquarius. They're also getting a little bit aggravated by the fact that Jupiter is 11 degrees Taurus. So what we have is a square between Venus and Uranus, Venus and Jupiter. Venus and Jupiter squaring, like I said, square basically represent a situation where we are forced into action, an action that maybe we rather not take and an action that results in us understanding each other much better. So Venus and Uranus are trying to understand each other in the context of having to interact with each other. Uranus is all about freedom. Venus wants a little bit more commitment. Venus is the goddess of uh, marriage and relationship. Venus is the goddess of Taurus, which is a fixed sign. So Venus likes to be a little bit more stable. You know that... For the economy to go well, uh, things need to be stable and secured. For making money, things are supposed to be secured. So the same thing with Uranus in Taurus. It's all about security. Jupiter in Taurus, it's about security. Venus is security. But what happened is that Uranus that lacks craziness is now in the sign of security. And Venus that lacks security is in the sign of Aquarius, which can create a lot of disruption. The interesting thing between Venus and Uranus right now in this square is that they're creating what is called a mutual reception. Mutual reception is a beautiful concept in astrology. It basically means that a planet that rules one sign is in another sign and the same sign's planet that is where that planet is, is ruling the other sign. So what happened is that Venus, the ruler of Taurus, is in Aquarius and Uranus, the ruler of Aquarius, is in Taurus. They switched places. So not only they're squaring, which means that they're interacting with each other, again, interacting in a challenge because square is never a comfortable situation. They are also in mutual reception. Mutual reception basically means that they are receiving information from each other. They're almost like that white dot in the sea of black or the black dot in the sea of white in the yin-yang. There is an interaction beyond the fact that they're only just squaring. Squaring could be violent and with no meaning. Right now, what we're doing is we're trying to put together finance and technology, innovation and uh, a, anything to do with beauty, design and colors, communities and companies and people and friendship with art and design, a platonic relationship with romantic relationships. So it's a, it's a blurry line, but don't forget that Taurus and Aquarius are both fixed signs. So the danger is being a little bit too stubborn, especially if you have any fights today with uh, any kind of relationships. Again, Venus is relationship, Uranus can be disruptive, but he also is an awakener. So there's something waking up the energy for us right now, especially around relationships, and especially Venus relationship around communities, people, groups, organizations, which is Uranus, or even your own relationship, Venus, with technology, innovation, your computer, Uranus. So that square can create unpredictable, crazy things in your relationship, and maybe even an introduction to somebody very unique, very different, that maybe at first it's like, you know, in these uh, uh, stories when the, the hero and the heroine don't like each other at first, but then later on end up falling in love. That's kind of what's happening with Venus and Uranus right now. Now they're squaring, they don't really like each other, but there's some tension there. Later on in a few months when Venus touches Uranus, when she's going to be in Taurus around the time of uh, um, May or so, when she's on top of Uranus, then there's going to be like that grand meeting. 
And also, we're preparing for next month. Next month, we're going to have Jupiter touching um, the North Node. That's going to be, sorry, Jupiter touching Uranus. That's going to be a pretty big thing uh, when Jupiter finally touches Uranus. That's like a, a really interesting uh, aspect that will be um, happening more in April. So today... We have a moon in Sagittarius on top of Minerva, the goddess of wisdom. Venus and Uranus are squaring, which is causing a little bit more hardships. Because Mars and Venus are very, very close to each other. Remember a few weeks ago around Valentine's, they were conjunct. There is Mars is also creating a, a square, let's say, with uh, uh, Jupiter, with um, Uranus. It already did pass. But um, it's, sorry, it's, it's still to get there. It's going to take some time. But again, Mars and um, uh, Uranus squaring could be a little bit more connected to accidents, uh, um, violence, explosions of violence. So that's going to create more difficulties wherever there is a war right now on the planet or maybe create even new wars. That's when Uranus and uh, Mars are going to be squaring. Now Venus and Uranus squaring. There could be a lot of debacles with uh, diplomacy because Venus also rules diplomacy. And again, with your finance, there could be a lot of ups and downs and unpredictability. If we look at uh, March 4th, which is a Monday, we have the moon still in Sagittarius and the moon is going to be squaring Neptune. That could be a little bit leading towards deception, illusions, emotional ups and downs, especially because Monday is uh, the day of the moon. It's already a very emotional day. You can see that Venus is passes uh, Uranus 19 degrees. She moves into 20 degrees, but still it is strong enough to pay attention. So today and Monday are not the easiest days in relationships if you're planning on dating or getting married or something. So just to be a little bit careful with that. You know, Moon is uh, squaring Neptune, like I said, illusions, deceptions, the immune system, lymphatic system is a little bit down. Uh, remember, we talked about this week is guided by Chiron and the uh, North Node means North Node are basically in conjunction. It talks about a lot of healing that is done for old wounds. That's going to be definitely very strong tomorrow on Monday. There is also an opposition between the Sun and Mercury and the Black Moon. A lot of gossip, a lot of slandering, a lot of bad mouthing. So if you get an email... Uh, that's kind of nasty. And if somebody is behaving in a not very nice way, don't take it personally. Then on um, Tuesday, March 5, we have the moon moving into Capricorn. It's definitely going to be much easier in the grand scheme of things because the moon being in Capricorn gets along very well with that cluster of Jupiter and Uranus in Taurus and the fact that we have so many planets in Pisces. So when the moon is going to be in an Earth sign and an, in a a water sign in the next month is going to be much, much easier for us. Moon in Capricorn, she's in exile. So it's, again, the emotionality of uh, today and Monday continues a little bit more into Tuesday, but it's channeled much better because the moon is sextiling Saturn on Tuesday. It kind of gives a flow to the water of uh, the moon, Saturn. So we're having uh, the wine uh, and we have the cup to drink it. So there's going to be much more practical, positive energies around Tuesdays and Wednesday because Tuesday and Wednesday, we're also going to have the moon 
trining Jupiter and trining Uranus. That's a much easier energy. And Venus is already not threatening with her square anymore. So it's going to be much better. So Tuesday and Wednesday are very practical, pragmatic days that you can do very well for money, for business, for uh, anything to do with um, being able to ground yourself and to ground what you're doing. It's going to be much, much easier. So we have uh, on that day, the moon sending a sextile to uh, Saturn, which is great, a trine to Jupiter and Uranus. Moon in Capricorn just ask you to slow the rhythm down, especially because we're talking a lot about um, the ideas of uh, earth and water. Earth and water tends to be slower elements. So th thinking slower, talking slower, breathing slower, walking slower. Doing things slower can achieve more because while you're doing it slower, you can actually look around much more. It's safer for you to look around instead of looking at the floor because you're walking so fast. And then there could be some more... Uh, opportunities, more things that can come up. Let me reset. On um, March 6, which is a Wednesday, we have the moon still in Capricorn and the moon is sending a sextile this time, not to Saturn, but on Wednesday to Mercury and to Neptune. So again, moon in Capricorn, very pragmatic, very practical. The sextile is a door opening and closing pretty fast, you know, so you have to kind of sneak through and it's opening in relation to communication, marketing, sales, a great day for sales Wednesday, a great day for writing and it's sextiling Neptune, which is a lot of intuition, a lot of insights. And remember, Mercury is coming and applying closer and closer and closer to Neptune. It's going to be touching much more in the weekend. But still, we have that beautiful energy of the moon. Remember, the moon always what it does, it aggravates or pushes forward or makes much bigger whatever aspect is augments whatever aspect is actually happening out there. So again, the moon in um, Wednesday is trining very tightly Uranus. That's a lot of insights, new ideas, new ways of doing things, looking at things completely differently, uh, being able to um, uh, create some kind of spark in life, a sense of freedom. That's because the moon and the, and the Uranus are trining. The moon is sextiling, again, smaller window, opening in connection to communication, sales, marketing, as well as to Neptune, which is all about intuition. So what that day does, the moon is kind of projecting at the same time to Mercury, which is logic and words and communication and practical manifestation of communication, and Neptune, which is all about mysticism, intuition, imagination, photography, gut feelings. So that's what we have this that day. And the sun is sextiling both Jupiter and Uranus, which again are tiny little windows that open, but so many of them open, uh, you're going to get a good breeze going on. So definitely Wednesday, the middle of the week, there are a lot of openings. That's why you see also on the chart this um, beautiful triangle, what we call the, the mountain, the, the sacred mountain, the way to get to the top. So definitely we have quite a lot uh, of opening. The only thing with Wednesday is we're beginning that square between Uranus and Mars. So uh, Uranus and Mars, very similar to Uranus and Venus. The only thing is that it creates more accidents or mishaps or injuries. So just be a little bit more careful. There is a much more impetuous uh, uh, tendencies and they're going to be tighter Thursday and Friday. So Wednesday is, is kind of free from that. 
What we have on um, uh, Thursday is the moon moving into Aquarius. And then what we have is that cluster between Aquarius and Pisces. Like Pisces is going to have four planets, Saturn, Sun, Mercury, and Neptune. And uh, Aquarius is going to have four planets, Pluto, which is going to be there for 20 years, the moon, Mars, and Venus. So we are moving from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius. So having 80% of the chart in those two signs, just talk about the duality you can say between, I want to be alone. No, I need to see a lot of people. Uh, I want to go inward. No, no, I need to go outward. I want to be mystical. No, I want to be scientific. You know, I want to be wet. No, I want to be dry. So there is a little bit of that duality there. That being said, um, it is a time to look deeper into friendships that are much more meaningful and uh, intimate because Pisces does talk about a, a soul connection. Aquarius talks about communities and friendships. So maybe one of your friends will appear on Thursday or Friday to be much more connected to you from past lifetimes because that will put together Aquarius friendships and Pisces, which is everything to do with intuition, mysticism, past lifetimes, imagination. Or you should go, Aquarius is a group, to dance together or do some uh, movement together. That's much more related to Pisces. It could also mean that you meet people that you were connected to, Aquarius, from previous life, Pisces. So that's why Thursday, with the 80% chart uh, of the chart associated with Aquarius and Pisces, it's going to be pretty significant, especially for awareness, for getting to, to getting to understand things, because that's the nature of Aquarius. It's awareness. Pisces is, is a deeper awareness. What we have that day also is, um, what do we have that day? Yeah, the conjunction between Mercury and Neptune is officially starting. Mercury is about two degrees away from Neptune. It's going to catch up on Friday and Saturday. Friday, what we have is the moon conjuncting Venus and conjuncting Mars and creating a beautiful trine to Vesta. A lot of things from the past or from tradition is surfacing, uh, things that you might need to keep burning. It's almost like Vesta is always associated with uh, the goddess of the hearth, those that kept the fire alive. And we have the moon, Venus, Mars, the south node, the north node, and Vesta. They're all connected to this beautiful uh, kite that can make us fly high. Now, the moon on top of Venus, instinct about money, beauty, design, colors, art. You're making good decisions, especially about relationship and especially about your finance on Friday. So if you need some clarity about that, that's a great day to get things done. And Mars on top of the moon is a lot of instinct and clarity about action and movements that you need to take in order to achieve your goals. Besides that, the Sun and Uranus are, are doing a beautiful sextile on Friday and Saturday. That's kind of uh, giving us a lot of humor, laughter, meeting with interesting people, uh, unpredictable things that can open up uh, for our self-expression. So that's great. Nep Mercury is right on top of Neptune. You see only one degree apart, which is meaning that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are going to be the actual conjunction of Mercury and Neptune. A lot of messages coming from above, a lot of intuition, a lot of gut feelings, a lot of uh, imagination, memories from past lives, dreams that are projecting a lot of knowledge and wisdom. So that's going to be pretty strong. That's on Friday. Friday is a very interesting day. And then we have Saturday, which is approaching the new moon. We have 50% of the chart in 
Pisces. So we have the Moon, Saturn, Mars, Mercury, and Neptune. They're all in Pisces. A lot of Pisces energy. And the sextile between the Sun and Uranus is perfect on Saturday. A lot of knowledge, a lot of awareness. Maybe meeting with somebody very interesting that you might have known in the past because your Moon is on top of Saturn or in past lifetimes. So that's also pretty powerful. And the moon being on top of Saturn, there could be some issue with a mother figure, a woman boss, a woman in the family might be going through some hardship, maybe even some sickness. Again, when you have so much energy in Pisces, the immune system, lymphatic system can be a little bit more challenged. So just to pay a little bit more attention. And you also tend on Friday, Saturday and Sunday to absorb a little bit more negative energy. So either have an amethyst with you, take long bath with salt water, eat some garlic, I don't know, just protect yourself a little bit more. Because there's a, a little bit more of um, a, people kind of losing boundaries with each other. A little bit more addictions, dependency, codependency. You see the conjunction between Mercury and uh, Neptune are very, very strong, very tight uh, on Saturday. And on next Sunday, we definitely have that... Um, uh, two things are happening on Sunday. We have the new moon in Pisces and Mercury is abandoning Pisces and moving into Aries where he's going to be for a long time because Mercury is going to be retrograde in Aries. So we're going to have Mercury in Aries for a while. Mercury in Aries is a little bit impetuous, is saying certain things and then regretting it, especially with that Chiron close to um, it also in Aries. But the new moon in Pisces, we'll talk about it in a second. It's an interesting new moon. It's the last new moon of the astrological year. And it represents the beginning of the end and a time to kind of get things done and let go up until March 20th when you are starting the new astrological year. But because it is a new moon in Pisces, which is all about manifesting your imagination and creative visualization, that's going to be a great time to start some new journey or to reboot your immune system. Your um, Yeah, your immune system, it's always good, but your uh, new year resolution. So anything to do new on Sunday, next Sunday with uh, mysticism, intuition, gut feelings, all these things could really, really open up in a very positive, good way. It's a very powerful new moon, March 10. And also, it's the first day when Mercury is going to be in Aries and is going to be there for a while. And besides that, on that day, we have, um, yeah, Mars is sending beautiful energy to Vesta, which is really good. Mars is feeling good at home. And um, uh, that is the main thing. Yeah. Let's look at other things. In, I look at, um, wanted to see the chart of the, yes, uh, by the way, if you were in LA, I added a new class on the astrology of 2024 and a book signing in Santa Monica because we didn't do it on that side of the uh, city. So if you are around April 6th from 5.30 to 7 in Santa Monica, we're going to do the astrology of 2024. And on uh, March 20th, right on the eclipse, we're going to do the class about the astrological cycles. And I'm actually building that class right now. It's very interesting, at least to me, about all the ages. Now I'm working on the 33, you know, the age that Jesus died, that Bruce Lee died, um, uh, John Belushi died. Uh, there's a lot of um, interesting things that happen to us, for example, at the age of 33, the age of 7, 14, 21, 28, 50, 
33, we mentioned 40, 39 to 42, craziest age. It's the midlife crisis, and we'll understand why, astrologically speaking. 56 to 60, 72, we'll talk about Lilith return. We'll talk about Jupiter return, Saturn return, Chiron return, and how you can basically plan your life ahead uh, so that you um, understand the main, let's say, cycles that you go through. Even your birthday, which is a solar return. Um, where is the chart of, uh, yeah, so we have here the chart for the new moon. And also I wrote for you, like always the, uh, Sabian symbol. And this time the Sabian symbol is kind of weird. It's always weird, but this one is really weird. A little, a uh, white lamp, a little uh, white lamb, a child and a Chinese servant. I have no idea what that means, but that's the for the Sabian symbol for uh, the new moon in Pisces. Now, the servant, I, I, the Chinese, I don't understand, but the servant, I understand because when you have so much Pisces on the new moon, we have Neptune, the ruler of Pisces, the sun, moon, Saturn in Pisces, then it leaks to the opposite sign. Remember, we always talked about that law, uh, the, uh, the law that whatever is happening in one sign automatically affects the opposite sign. You have a lot of emphasis in one sign. You're going to have it also reflected on the opposite sign. And the opposite sign of Pisces, of course, Virgo. And Virgo is all about service. So that I can understand. The little lamb, the little lamb, the white lamb. Lamb is associated with Aries. The North Node is indeed in Aries. But I think that the biggest thing about this new moon is the fact that it is conjuncting to Neptune and it's very close to Mercury. Again, it's a new beginning in your ability to communicate better. Maybe a new business will be a great time to start uh, on the next uh, new moon. We're talking about Sunday, Monday. It's the last new moon we have without Mercury retrograde. So <laughs> you have like now a great time to start something new. And again, starting anything new that has to do with the mystical energies of Pisces, imagination, photography, dance, movement, meditation, poetry, um, memories from past lifetimes, being able to let go of things that you don't need anymore, spending time with yourself and doing some activity that elevates uh, your empathy or your connection to oneness basically that would be a great thing to do spending time close to water in water around water taking long bath with salt water uh, i don't know if you're into skiing that's the same surfing would be great so that any kind of activities that can begin something new in relation to pisces also it happens on the first day of the week on sunday so that's also an un a beautiful coincidence of the week starting right when the new moon is starting. And by the way, the new moon is a lunar return. You have a lunar return once a month when the moon is moving to the same place that your moon was when you're born. And that happens once a month for a, a day. And that day is a special day because it's your lunar birthday. And on the class on March 20th, I'll teach you how to identify precisely every month when that falls because of course it changes so every month you have one day which is your mini birthday that you should definitely celebrate and give yourself some kind of a gift because it is your lunar birthday and it's very generous instead of coming once a year it comes 12 times a year eh, 13 times a year usually so um yeah that new moon it's happening officially in um, LA time. It's going to be 2 a.m. So you can calculate um, 
uh, accordingly. I think that for some, then it's going to actually happen on March 9 uh, for most uh, places in the world. But again, it is a new moon that has to do with uh, Pisces, imagination, intuition, mysticism. That is something very important uh, to focus on. Again, because the because Mercury is very involved in this and because we are talking about Pisces, which is all about intuition, gut feelings, pay attention to intuition, to your synchronicities. There could be a lot of synchronicities. And remember what we said, reinforce synchronicities. Make sure that if you get one synchronicity, instead of, wow, it happened to me, blah, blah, blah. Look for it more, encourage it, uh, seduce it to come even more and more in your life and give you directions. Now, let's see if there are any questions. Sorry about all the craziness in the beginning. I have to figure out um, let's see. Legal action, uh, yes, you can do it while um, you can do it now. You could wait until Venus goes into Pisces uh, because Venus is exalted in Pisces, but it's not like she's suffering in Aquarius. So I think that um, um, it will be um, not a bad time for that. I would do it now rather than wait for April. Well, thanks a lot for um, bearing with me and my technical issues. Uh, I will have everything sent to you. And if you are on Instagram, sorry about whatever is going on with uh, Meta. Um, I apologize for them. And thanks a lot. I hope to see some of you on March 20th and uh, April 6th.